Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. There are no doubts in my mind that everyone wishes and desires peace in their lives. As we perceive and study history, many have tried to pursue peace individually and, and even as a nation. And I believe it's a desire in every nation, and it's a desire in every city, and it's a desire in every home, and it's a desire in everyone. And that everyone has a desire to have peace. However, there is a problem with this pursuit. This pursuit has never met its goal and satisfaction. I think about nations today. Nations have been at war and conflict for centuries. I mean, look at Israel today and the uh, the land of Palestine. I mean, uh, they're just going through it, aren't they? And even Ukraine and Russia today, and uh, they're going through some conflict right now. And uh, I mean, even... Uh, 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 even uh, dif- uh, looking at different continents in the world, and it might not be in the news today, but they're going through some different difficulties, a border crisis or maybe even an economic crisis, and, and they're seeking peace, but they have a lot of problems. I think about cities. They have never uh, been crime-free or found this place of utopia, and, uh, and uh, you know, we wish we could have that. I mean, but... In every sense, uh, as we think about people gathering together and, and, uh, and uh, uh, building up a city like Los Angeles, as much as uh, 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 all the things that we try to do in building structure and, and, and campaigns and different policies, we know that peace is still not found. And look at Chicago today. I mean, at the uh, 4th of July on a holiday, 82 people were shot. And uh, 14 people died on that night. And, uh, I mean, Chicago is going through some terrible ordeals right now. Pray for Chicago. Pray for the churches in Chicago, that they'll be able to reach these people and that they'll be changed. And uh, so cities have tried to, in every way, sought peace. I think about homes. They have their share of conflicts and separations. Yes, they long for peace, but uh, uh, it's very apparent that there's conflict and separations as well. And, I think about how in this country, one out of two end up in divorce, and uh, one-third of American children are growing up without their biological fathers. And in the past 50 years, a percentage of children who live with two married parents uh, 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 has dropped 22 points. And during that same time, the number of babies to unwed mothers jumped from 5% to 40%. And uh, we should be very worried about these statistics today. And it's amazing how this country is changing, and, and you can say that culture is changing too. And, and a lot of the young people don't uh, think that it's bad for uh, a single people to get together and live in uh, uh, one home. There's nothing wrong with that. You've got to try it out before you get married. And uh, there's different analogies and different philosophies out there, and, and it's ruining the home and ruining the structure of the home as God, as, as God has designed and, and also instituted. And no wonder there is no peace. Oh, individuals have not found peace in their own lives, and they're full of stress and, and struggles and insecurities. Yes, they might have a home. Yes, they might have a good job. But internally, they're going through some depressions. And I think about the usage of, 
uh, anti-depression and anxiety pills are on the rise and even among, uh, along with suicide. And I heard uh, 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 over 50% of the doctor visits are uh, 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 concerning therapy. In the sense, I know there's physical therapy, but also there are mental therapies that people are seeking. And the world desires peace, but it has come very short of achieving it. And the reason is because of sin. Sin is the problem. Sins have failed nations. Sins have failed cities. Sins have failed homes, and sins have failed individuals. And the world wishes not to realize that they have sinned. And when there is no peace, many people blame God. Even this morning, I was following up just briefly about Israel and Palestine. And uh, I've been looking through different two uh, uh, news channels, and, and I've been reading through some articles this morning, and I saw uh, uh, Fox News, and I saw BBC News, and as I was reading BBC News, they're more sympathetic to the Palestinians because of the casualties and the deaths. Uh, death tolls that are rising, and, uh, but in every way, uh, the scripture is very clear, we need to be for Israel, amen, and uh, so uh, uh, we know that they're being in a self-defensive mode, and of course, uh, it is very logical for any nation to do that, and, uh, but as I was looking at the article, this Palestinian woman uh, was lifting up her hands, uh, uh, the newspaper, uh, I mean, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the reporter said this lady was lifting up her hands to her sky, and she said, how can God do this? And, uh, you know, when, he, when many people do not have peace, they tend to uh, vertically blame God Almighty. If God is truly up there, if God is really in control of all things, how could, let, how, how could God allow all these things and, and instrument all these different things? And many people blame God, but we know God is not to be blamed, but it is us. It is our sin. Our sin. And you and I, all, uh, you and I know that only way for us to have peace is to have peace with God. If there is no vertical peace, there is no horizontal peace. However, the world does not understand that, and they do the opposite. And men, in his sins, wishes to fight God all the time. And they try to have peace in their own ways, horizontally, and when they don't have peace with God. And, and they try to pursue and pursue and pursue it, but it never comes to fruition. Why? Because they don't have peace with God. And they try to fight God. A couple of years back, I saw a nice car with an interesting license plate. It read this. Go to the next slide. And I thought, you know, God, Zeus, what does that mean? But as I was reading it for maybe a good 10 seconds or so, I realized that it said God hates us. God hates us. And uh, uh, as we were in a different uh, intersection, and uh, as I was driving next to him, I saw the guy, and he was a young man, maybe my age. He was in a tie, and, and he looked okay. In every sense, he was not in shamble. It didn't, look like, it didn't look like his life was a mess filled with drugs or alcohol. It looked like he had a nice, nice car and he had a nice job. But internally, there was no peace. He says, God hates us. God hates us. 
Not all, but many have ruled out God's extension of love and peace. And they don't want peace with him because they love their sins. That's the problem. The reason why people do not want to have peace with the Lord is because God's condition is, hey, be holy for I am holy. I want to cleanse your sins and I want to make you whole. But the world doesn't want that. Why? They love their sins. They love their sins. Yes, they want peace, but also they want their sins. Romans chapter 1, description is very clear in verse 28. And uh, it's uh, uh, on the slides here if you'd like to follow with me. It says, even as they did, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God they gave them up over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, magnanimity, uh, uh, whisperers, backbiters, and what's the next phrase here? Haters of God. Despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, Implicable, unmerciful, who, I, this is, this, uh, uh, in every sense, verse 32, it, it, it really hits home. In verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, and not only do the same, but have what? Pleasure in them that do them. There are some people out in the world, they're so into sin, they know that it's wrong, they know they'll face the judgment of God, but they don't care. Why? Because they love their sin. Men and their sins are terrible and horrifying. And sinners do not know its limit. I think about 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, verse 20, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man, eyes of man are never satisfied. Do you think sinners will stop at homosexuality? No, they will not. I think it's going to get much worse. We see from the history of mankind, it has escalated in their sense of sexuality and even thinking about the empire of Rome and the destruction they had and even the island of Pompeii and amazing what they went through. And I heard that they had bestiality and they lied with beasts and animals at that time. And of course, God had to judge that city. And I believe in the days to come, and in America, as Europe is, and there are a couple of countries already, where incest is allowed. If a mother loves her son, they could get married. And I believe it will go to an extent where bestiality will be allowed, and there are people in the world who are getting married to their animals. And you might be thinking, this is too radical for me. Well, the Bible is very clear. In Leviticus chapter 18, you can look at it for yourself. What the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan did. And God tells Israel not to be like them. And lists out all the horrible sins. And those sins were homosexuality and and sins were incest, and, and also the sins were bestiality. 
So the people in the land of Canaan, a lot of people think, God, it's not just. How could, you know, uh, the nation of Israel just drive out these people uh, in the Old Testament? And what about their homes? Well, what about their nation? Well, the Bible is very clear that they committed sin against the Lord in homosexuality and about incest and about bestiality. And not only that, they offered their sons and daughters into the fire. And God had mercy on them. For 400 years, because God told Abraham, hey, I want you to know, your offspring, your people will go to the land of Canaan. They'll go to Egypt, but they'll come back around the land of Canaan, and they will receive their promised land. But not yet, because the sins of Canaan are not yet full. What was God doing? He was waiting for them to repent. And God knew that they wouldn't repent, and God already gave the foreknowledge, and God knew the foreknowledge of what's going to happen. So God said, I need to make sure that these countries are moved away. Why? They're full of sin. God is righteous. God is just. Amen? God does everything in order. And I'm just simply saying today, uh, the country that we're living in, and and, uh, even the European continent, and with all the uh, wicked thinkings and the, and the liberal policies, I want you to know uh, uh, they're out to uh, uh, transform this world uh, because they love their sins. And sinners love their sins, so how could they want peace with the holy God? It's interesting how men wishes to bring God to their agreement table. Here's a list of what we have condition and what we want, so God, you sign it. But you and I know that in order to have peace with God, we need to sign his agreement in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to meet his terms, his terms of peace. And his terms of peace has nothing to do with what we give. His terms of peace is about who he has given. Jesus Christ. God gave his only begotten son. There is no sacrificial uh, uh, merit in any way from us. But it was God Almighty who gave his only begotten son so that he, he could have peace with men. My dad did not understand that when he first heard the gospel. He tried to try to seek, God, seek peace in, the, in his own terms. And, and uh, you know, uh, why does God need to take care of my sins? I'll take care of my own sins. And he didn't have peace in his heart. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, 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 I want you to know that there are many people out in the world like that, and, and uh, they're trying to bring uh, uh, their standard to God and their terms to God, but let us make sure we are out of the equation because the peace uh, uh, agreement that God wants to give is based on him and who he is and, and what he, who, uh, who he has given. And uh, he died on the cross for our sins, and, and he did everything so that this peace agreement could be made. And we ought to thank God for that. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, the Bible says that at that time you were without Christ, 
being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, he, he who, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, sacrifice. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained the ordinances for to make in himself of twain of one man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enemy thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that were nigh. What is the Bible uh, is saying there? The Bible is saying God is not just only giving peace to the Jewish nation and uh, his chosen people concerning the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, but also he's giving peace to the Gentile world. And we're sitting here today, benefiting from the peace that God gives us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank God we surrender all and that we met his term and that we were just willing to believe on him and that uh, we gave up all our merits, we gave up all our works and say, those things will not take me to go to heaven, those things will not, take, uh, will not cleanse my sins away, but it is only the sacrifice of Jesus and the work of Jesus that will cleanse my sins away. And you did that and I did that. And that's the peace we know. It's God's given peace. And God sanctifies us. And God has cleansed us from all our sins. Our past, present, and future sins. You say, what if I never received Christ? Well, you don't have peace with the Lord. You did not meet his terms. So where do I go? The Bible says there is a hell waiting for you. The Bible says there's a lake of fire after the great white throne judgment. And those who have rejected Christ and rejected the peace treaty with the Lord Jesus, they will go to a place that is far more worse than this world. And they'll be tormented day and night. And they'll be there not for a decade or for a century, not for a million years, but forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. The rich man that is in Luke chapter 16, he is still there. Wanting that drop of water, he is still there. And he'll be there forever and ever. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are saved. I hope that you are saved from the lake of fire and to go to a wonderful place called heaven because you have met the peace agreement that is in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you have received him as your personal Savior, and that you didn't trust anybody else or anything else, but you have only trusted Jesus. I hope that is your testimony today. If you don't have that testimony today, oh, oh be saved. Receive Christ as your Savior. Why, in every way, go to the lake of fire? Yes, the sin of pleasure is there, yes, uh, 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 the wickedness that you love are there, and, and your body is seeking for that, your flesh is seeking for that, and you don't want to receive Christ, but I want you to know that your sin is only for a season. You're going to just live it up today, but you're going to die someday, and you're going to go to the lake of fire and be tormented forever. Why don't you receive Christ and have God forgive all of your sins? Why do you fight God when God wants to make peace with you? It's ridiculous for us to reject the peace treaty. 
I think about the peace treaty that America gave to Japan. Was it a conditional peace treaty? No. Unconditional surrender. Unconditional surrender. We'll not talk about anything else. Unconditional surrender. And that's what God wants us. Why? Because God did everything already. God did everything already. You just surrender and you believe me as your personal Savior. And confess that I am your Lord. And ladies and gentlemen, this world is seeking for peace. But there is no way they're going to get peace without the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, and many homes and many cities and many nations are doing it. And uh, as Christians tonight, we know that we have peace in the Lord Jesus and that we could live a peaceful life. Even in this world, this wicked and dark world, a lot of things are going just out of control right now. And uh, I believe uh, there are some wicked nations out there just trying to do harm. And Iran even right now is just having their nuclear uh, extension. What does that tell to Israel? And I'm just simply saying there are a lot of uncertainties and uh, a lot of different things going on in this world. But as those things are going on, we know that we could have peace in the Lord Jesus. That we could be settled in our hearts. You know, one of the songs I love to sing is, is, a, is a little Sunday school song that I just sang a few days ago with my little daughter. Everything's all right in my father's house. In my father's house. In my father's house. Everything's all right in my father's house. Where there's joy, joy, joy. And sometimes when we go through some trials, you know, I sing that song to realize that everything's still all right up there. There's still, everything's all right with my Savior, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. A lot of trials might come through my life and a lot of difficulties, a lot of different heartaches, but Christ is the same. Heaven has not changed and my salvation has not changed. Everything is still right in my Father's house. And there's joy. Not only joy, but there's peace. So Jesus Christ promises peace in John chapter 14. So how does he promise peace? And since he is peace, he describes himself as he promises. I'd like to share with you three memorable ways that God promises peace to us based on who he is. First of all, let's think about he gives us peace as a comforter. As a comforter. And the Bible says in verse 26 in our text, it's already in your notes, the Bible says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. And, uh, you know, when we are uh, 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 seeking peace, I believe we're seeking for comfort. Now, it's not convenience, though, because convenience can relate to just the changing of the circumstances. And it's the outward helps that we want. But God wishes to give us peace, not through convenience, but through comfort. It's the inner help that we need. And the word of God says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our, what? Tribulation. All right? And it's in your notes there. And we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble 
by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So the writer's implying that the trials and tribulations are there, but positive side of all this is not the fact that we need the changing of the surroundings, but it is a comfort in the inner person. Everyone has trials, everyone has difficulties, and everyone has tribulation. I mean everyone, including Christians. But Christians have an upper hand concerning uh, uh, trials at hand and the inner struggles at hand. Why? Because of the comforter who abides with us to give us security and peace that everything will be all right. All things work together for good to them that love God. How many times have you quoted that verse and that comforted your soul? Yes, a lot of things are still going wrong, but there's security in your heart. You don't have mixed motions. You're not out of control. You're not getting angry about the situation, and you're not having wrath or bitterness about the situation, and you have peace and love and joy. Why? Because you know that God does all things well, and God comforts us with his promise. And as a comforter, he gives us peace. And also, since we have received comfort, the Bible says that we should be able to comfort others. Notice verse 4, the Bible says, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may, be, we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, the writer is simply saying we are comforted by God, and with the same comfort, we're able to comfort you. I could have, for the mic, is there AC on? I just want to make sure. And the least gentlemen, the comfort of peace is found in Christ, not in another, God's people say. Comfort is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And comfort is not found in money. And the comfort is not in philosophical books. It's not in the knowledge and intellectualism. It's not in confidence or believing in yourself. No, it's found in the person, Jesus Christ. And on Christ's solid rock I stand, and all other ground is sinking sand. And now we are comforted by him. He is our rock. We stand upon the rock. And we are able to comfort others in Christ. And we all point to Jesus Christ. Yes, I get comforted by the Holy Spirit of God because he is my comforter and he gives me peace. I thank God for that. And with that same source, God says, you're able to comfort other people around you. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're comforted by the Holy Spirit, if God gives you peace, hey, let us make sure we're also doing that with others, comforting them and also having peace with them too. Do others find comfort when you're around? Or do they just run away? Or do they just kind of walk away and don't want to be around you? Why? Because you're kind of full of anger and bitterness. You don't have peace. Everything's out of control. Or do they find peace? Wow, that man, that coworker, that neighbor. A lot of things are going wrong, but that person has peace. What is that? I want that. And even as Christians, we could be impressed by another Christian, how God is working in their lives and how they have peace in their lives too. Oh, there is a class for the young people if you'd like to have the young people go to the class. And uh, if I could have Brother David or maybe Brother Mice escort them, and there's a class for them, if you'd like to be in there for that, and uh, for the children and for the elementary students. 
But I'm just simply saying, you know, uh, there are people who find comfort and peace. And uh, another question for us as we have comfort uh, uh, in all things by Christ, do you radiate that? Do you seek comfort and peace with others? Are, or are you contentious all the time? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11. The Bible says, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and, what does it say? Ensue it. What does that mean? Pursue it. And, uh, you know, make sure you pursue peace with other people around you. If God has given you peace, hey, radiate that peace with other people. I think about it, I was going door knocking several years back, and, and uh, this lady was working in the garage. And, and uh, I said, ma'am, I'm from Bible Baptist Church. I'd like to give you an invitation to our, one of our services. And she looked over, it's okay, I'm saved. And I said, wow. Thank God for that, but could you do it in a more a joyful spirit? <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, there are Christians today just having the wrong words to say and having the wrong reactions all the time. And they don't have peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're just kind of moving with the motions of this world and the circumstances at hand. And that's what happened. Uh, to the uh, 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 disciples on the boat. Yes, Jesus was sleeping, but he was still there. Their inner peace wasn't there at all. And they said, hey, Master, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus Christ stands up, be peace, be still. And uh, Jesus Christ rebukes them or reproves them. Hey, where is your faith? How little is your faith? Ladies and gentlemen, as Christians, let us make sure we have peace in our hearts so that others may see the peace. And also that we can pursue peace with others. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace with how many men? All men. Follow peace with all men. That means your neighbor, your co-worker, your employer, employee, everybody. Follow peace with all men in holiness without which no man shall see the who? The Lord. If you're not getting along with your husband or your wife, you're not going to see the Lord. I'm not talking about heaven. I'm not talking about salvation. But you're not going to have a good vertical relationship with Jesus Christ if your horizontal relationship is not going well. If you don't have peace with all men, you will not in any way experience the Lord's presence in your life. Did you know that we were supposed to forgive others? Because who has forgiven us? Jesus Christ has. And forgiveness seeks peace. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to have peace with one another. And we can't have that unless we have forgiveness. Do you have peace with others? Do you have peace with God? If yes, then you should pursue to seek comfort and peace with other people as God did. Remember, God sought you out and offered peace through his sacrifice. So with that in mind, we need to do the same. And, and the other party might not want peace, but we should. Even with unbelievers, we need to seek peace now, not with compromise, of course, but with compassion. Did you know that we have a gospel of peace, not a gospel of war? Thank God, as Bible Baptist Church, you know, uh, you know we don't bring uh, grenades and, and uh, you know, uh, guns and, 
and uh, rocket launchers. We don't do that here. We don't have the gospel of war. We have the gospel of peace. Amen. Okay, we're not, you know, we're not like the jihadists. We're not trying to get people and kill people, conquer nations. No. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, and your feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we're supposed to seek peace so that others may know of the God of peace so that they may consider Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And when we are violent and when we are out of control and when we don't have a, a, a temperance and, and we're not meek and we're not humble and, 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 and everything, we're not radiating the peace of God, I guarantee you the world will step back away from the gospel of peace. Why? Because it doesn't align. Very obvious throughout history, war always outweighed peace. In the over, uh, over 3,100 years of rec recorded world history, the world has only uh, uh, been at peace 8% of the time. In a total of 286 years, over 8,000 treaties have been made and broken. During these three centuries, there have been 14,531 wars, large and small, in which 3.6 billion people have been killed. The world knows what the gospel of war is all about. Killing and, and taking advantage of one another and being out of control. They know what that's about. But they want to see a difference in our lives. They want to see something different. They want to see Christ in us, the hope of glory. They want to see Jesus Christ in our lives. Filled with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That's what the world needs to see. And I hope the messenger matches the message. And I hope we are able to comfort them. And not just with the gospel message, but we being a testimony of God changing our lives. And God being in control of our lives. And uh, I want to encourage you. Be a messenger of peace. Not just have the message of peace, but be a messenger of peace too. Let us comfort them. Let us seek peace too. Our Savior Jesus Christ gives us peace as a comforter. He wants to comfort us. So secondly, not only that, as a teacher. As a teacher. In verse 26, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit wishes us to have peace through his teachings, his truths. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 50, This is my comfort and my confliction, uh, for thy word hath quickened me. You know, his teachings, his truth, and his words have power to revive all of us. In many cases, we don't have peace, not because we're ignorant, but we are forgetters. We tend to forget the scriptures. We tend to forget the word of God. Notice what Christ said to his disciples, bring all things to your what? Remembrance. To remembrance. Whatsoever I said unto you. I'm sure you have heard the phrase, repetition is key to learning. I'm sure you have heard that. If you have heard that, nod your head, all right? I'm sure you have heard that, right? Repetition is key to learning. And uh, we went through that in high school year, college years. I mean, just whatever we're doing in our career, too. And repetition is key to learning. And it's true. And we need to repeatedly learn God's teaching and principles so that he may ground us in peace. 
In Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. Apostle Paul wrote this before. He says, I want to write this again, and I want you to know it's not grievous, but for you it is safe. I read my devotions every day. I hope you're doing it as well. We all need to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ every single day. I've been reading 2 Chronicles. I've been reading Ecclesiastes. And now I'm reading Zechariah. I'm in the Old Testament in my devotions. You might be thinking, Brother Jimmy, have you not read that before, those books? Yes, I have. But it's amazing how God teaches you new things or also even makes you remember the things that you have forgotten. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get into the word of God. We've got to let the Holy Spirit of God revive us through his word and give us peace when everything's going wrong. And the scripture is filled with promises and security. And God says, I'm going to give you a comforter. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And my spirit will teach you all things and will uh, give you remembrance of all the things I have taught you. Ladies and gentlemen, with our God, let us be swift to hear and slow to speak. You know, many times we're always talking to God. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think sometimes we need to listen to God more. And I believe it is. The Bible says in, in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2, I read this past week, Be not rash with thy mouth, let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou upon earth, therefore let thy words be few. It's amazing how we talk to God so much before God does. We have a lot of things to say, but the Word of God says we need to hear more than we speak. Why? We need God's teaching. We need God's admonishment. And the reason why we utter so much words with our mouths is because we're not at peace. We have complaints after complaints in many cases, in many, cases, in many situations. And we say, Lord, what about this? What about that? Why is this going through my life? And, and you have the wise everywhere in your uh, 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 walk with the Lord Jesus. But God wants you to know, be pe- uh, have peace, be still, know that I am God. And read the scripture, my friend. God will give you security. And the wise will simply disappear, and you'll have the better understanding of God. We need to be more submissive and be obedient to our God so that we may have peace. He's our teacher, we are the students, and let him have preeminence. Someone has suitably stated, it's in the slides, Jesus does not just want you to be a resident in you, he wants to be a president in you. It's a simple quote, but I like that. He doesn't want to just be a next-door neighbor inside of your life. No, he wants to be a president in your life. And he has some executive orders, Amen. And we need to listen. And we need to hear. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9, the Bible says, Those things which you have both and learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Apostle Paul says, 
Remember what you've been taught. Remember what you have learned. and Remember the teaching of God's word. Remember the testimony that I've given you. In the Lord Jesus Christ, remember those things, and the God of peace shall be with you. And we are more at peace when we are sanctified and holy as well. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, you drinking, hey, you smoking, and you cursing, and you're living like the world. It's not going to give you peace. And you don't have peace with the Lord Jesus. You don't, have pe- you don't have peace being in church. And you don't have peace in reading the scripture. You don't have peace in praying to the Lord. Why? Because you're not sanctified. You're in your sins. And you have created a wall of division between God and you. And God cannot hear you when you're allowing some sins in your life. God will not show his face to you when you're allowing some iniquities and transgressions in your life. No wonder there's no peace. You're a disobedient Christian. You're a rebellious Christian. You're a hard, stiff-necked Christian. You know, the, what is, you know what the greatest sin is? It's a presumptuous sin. I believe so. What does that mean? It means you know that it's wrong, but you do it anyways. Let me give you an example. Did you know that David knew that it was a presumptuous sins that he committed concerning Bathsheba. He says, bring me away from the presumptuous sin. And by the way, when David committed sin with Bathsheba, what did the men say? What did the servants say? Isn't this the wife of Uriah? I believe not only David knew that it was sin, but the people around them, they knew that it was sin. But David went forth, did it anyways. Did Jesus Christ, did God forgive David? Yes, he did. But he had to face the consequences. What are some consequences? His son, Amnon, he was murdered by his own brother. Tamar was raped by his own brother. Not only that, Absalom made insurrection against David, chased him out of the kingdom, and Absalom also was killed at the end. You might be thinking, that didn't grieve David. You read the words of David. David said, oh, Absalom, Absalom, I would have given my life for you. They tore him apart. God is not mocked, especially with presumptuous sins. And God is not going to just let you just do whatever you want. There will be consequences, my friend. Seek peace with the Lord. Be holy, be sanctified, be godly. Our Savior as a teacher wishes to give you peace, but we need to be taught and remember his word. And, uh, What's going on with Israel right now? You know, it is very tragic, and a lot of people are dying. We don't know what's going to happen with Iran, and 
Lebanon might start attacking too. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen. But I know I've been taught by God's word that as these things are going around, it's getting ready for the time of the Antichrist. And not only that, the time of the rapture. I have peace in my heart. I'll see Jesus soon, amen. It could be my lifetime. It could be my lifetime. In a twinkling of an eye, I heard that's like one-eighth of a second. I'll be, you know, twitching my eyes a little bit, and then I'll see Jesus. I'll see Jesus. And I have peace. You know why? I've been taught by God's word that Jesus is coming soon with all these things that are happening. And ladies and gentlemen, have peace. He's a teacher. He wants to teach you, give you his word, give you his promises so that you could have peace. Number three, as a giver, as a giver. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, we have a God of liberality. God is gracious. He is a giver. And when he gives, he doesn't hold back. There are no disappointing strings attached. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all by all means. What does that mean? God desires to give you peace. By all means, he wants to give you peace in everywhere, everywhere you go and everywhere you are. The world, it wishes to give us peace, but the world always ends in disappointments. Why? Because of sins, because of greed, because of envy and jealousy and lies and deceits. Christ said, I'm going to give you peace, not as the world giveth. The world gives peace in a very disappointing manner. But our God, who is a pure giver, has no disappointment. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You know, God wishes to give you peace. Would you receive it? He says, I want to give you a good gift. I want to give you a good present. It's perfect and it's pure. And peace is part of that. And for us to reject his peace and not meet his conviction and not meet his terms of living a sanctified life and reading God's word and being taught by it and also being comforted by his presence. If we want to reject that and you seek after the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to truly disappoint and also grieve the Holy Spirit of God. What if I gave you a present? I took my time to go out to a mall and, and uh, you know, uh, bought a the specific present for you that you are longing for. And I wrapped it up and gave it to you. And you said, I don't want it, Jimmy. Okay, then I'll have it. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, can you imagine that irony or just that situation? You would say, that, 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 uh, I'll never do that to you, preacher. I'll, I'll never do that to anybody in my family. I'll never do that to anybody around me. That's just not ethical, even though it's not the person that I might really want right now. But if it's wrapped and it's gifted by somebody in generosity, and it's free, that's a good thing, amen? And it's free, hey, it's ethical for me to receive it. And God says, I want to give you a gift. And he has a lot of gifts to give us. And one of the gifts is peace. 
And God says, I want to give you peace as a comforter. Let me comfort you. And let me give you truth as a teacher. As a teacher. Let me teach you my word, my promises, my scriptures, so you could be more grounded and settled. In this, out of control will. And let me give you this special gift as a gift. And I'm not going to take it back. I want to give you more and more of the gift that I promised you. Oh, I want to encourage you today. Do you have peace in your heart? Do you have peace that Jesus Christ is your Savior? Do you have peace that when death comes that you'll be on your way to heaven? Some people don't have that peace. Some people don't have that peace. And by the way, you're not in control of death. No one is. I might even die tonight. I might die tomorrow. I could even have cancer right now. I just don't know. But I know I have peace in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Savior, who has cleansed all my sins. And when I die, I'll see Jesus. I'll see him face to face. That's my peace today. Do you have that peace this morning? If you don't have that peace, I encourage you to raise your hand during the invitation. Have that peace settled. Jesus is giving you a peace, sweetie. Did you receive it? If you're a Christian today, have peace. He is your comforter. He is your teacher. He is your giver.